This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blah! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Elderman Uhtred, also known in your parish as Uhtred the Godless. You are on this day charged with taking a troop of the king's men into Cornwallum and there making war against the Britons without your king's consent. You are also charged with joining forces with the Dane called Scorpa to murder Christian folk in Cornwallum despite these folk all living in peace with Alfred and with Wessex. All this is proven with oaths. And the punishment for these crimes is death. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So let's just sit back and see how England was born. My name is Blake, and I, and I just want you to know, Mary, yeah? that if it came down to sleeping with goats and pigs and everything just to pee with you, mm-hmm. I absolutely would do it. Oh, thank you. Like, uh, you bring, bring, bring all the pigs, all the goats, horses, and throw a couple of lizards in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, what, 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 whatever, you, squirrels, chipmunks, sure, why not? I think I'd hang out with you during the day. <laughs> we could be really good friends. We could be really good friends, but if it's going to be a, literally a whole barnyard plus all the mice and the and, um, you know, here I am trying to be loving and romantic. You're super sweet. You're super sweet. And you tell me that we could be really good friends. Yeah, awesome. No, I'm saying I'll hang Thanks, out with you Marvin. during the day. Pre- appreciate that. My name's Cozy Warm Mid versus sleeping in the barn with all the creatures. Uh, yeah, I love you, Blake. Um, Shame. So, <laughs> everybody, we are so excited to be delving into this episode of The Last Kingdom with you all. Those of you who are joining us here live, please let us know in the comments where you are tuning in from. Even if you're watching on the replay, we would love that. And for those of you listening in post in the podcast, hi, yes. hi, hello, how are welcome, you? yay! Uh, we of course want to thank everyone at jointhenerdclan.com. So. Um, this show was a show that Blake and I hadn't ever watched The Last Kingdom. And never really had and, any plans to watch. Yeah, you know, of course, it pops up on Netflix, like, you might like this. This is kind of sometimes the genre, particularly that Blake likes to watch. And we just want to thank all of our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. That's where people contribute for as little as $2 a month to keep this going, to keep our podcast going, because it's a mom-and-pop podcast shop that we do from the bottom of our hearts for joy to connect with others, and this was what was chosen. So thank you all for choosing using it um and we are here gonna delve into episode six let's do it shall we yes let's get into the show get her done (laughs) 
So this is episode six. Yes. Directed by once again Ben Channon. Uh, he directed episode five. And also, if you want to go back and check out some of his other work that you that it's readily available to you, you can just okay. look up uh, the Missing on Stars if you have that, or also the Capture on Peacock that actually just premiered on July fifteenth. So that is some interesting stuff that uh, he has done, and of course, the the, the writer is is once again the the showrunner of The Last Kingdom through uh, seasons one through three, Chris Bouchard as well. So it looks like Chris Bouchard is handling most of the writing for the entire first season, if not all of it, Marvin. So that is that. Your Shields rating. My Shields rating for this episode is a 4.6. Still nice and high up. We're keeping the the adrenaline pumping. We're keeping things moving. I was a little lost in this episode because there were so many moving parts, which obviously means a lot of time went in this episode. Yes. And I think that that is one thing that has brought my Shields rating down is I just... I'm having a hard time understanding length of time in regards to like seasons and how long it takes people to get from point A to point B, but lots of great moving things. How about for you? For me, I'm giving it a four eight. I'm liking the show more and more and more. Uh, The the ending is spectacular. Oh, yes. And there's some other... this one doesn't get a five because there's there's one big thing that I don't like. Oh, okay. Um, but this is near. This is like pretty much as high up as you go. Generally, in regards yes. to okay. Generally, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, so we'll but get I'm, into... I'm really liking the show, and we'll we'll, we'll get into it. Yay! Perfect. All right. Well, what's uh, your GBG? My GBG, my good, my bad, my great, my good is Scorpa is way scarier than Abba. Yeah. Okay. You've got Abba who like, yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's barefoot, but he spits a lot. And like, that's his way of being scary. And he has a sorcerer who he listens to who's pretty much wrong all the time. Then you've got Scorpa who just like strolls out with blood mouth. And like, he's, he's quiet, creepy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Abba is like big in your face, creepy. He's like, I'm going to kill you because I found you on, on Craigslist, creepy. <laughs> You know, like Scorpa is a Craigslist kind of killer, and like person. be and and just have not even have his heartbeat raise one ounce no. while he does it. No, just goes up and just like Abba would have felt bad killing the king because he would have been like, "Up, oh, the gods are gonna right. taunt me." Like right. something that Scorpa's just like, "Boom, done." Yeah, Scorpa, where have you Dude, been all this time? Because no you're joke. scary, and he's still alive. He's so watch st- out for yeah. Scorpa. Yeah, there's some bad things coming. from So Scorpa. that's just my good is like, ooh, I'm scared. Um, my my bad is Utrid. Who are you gonna? Who's your who? Who's your friend? <laughs> I just feel badly because when it comes to his girls, his ladies in his life, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just like. I don't know how I feel about you. I don't know how I feel about you. I don't know how I feel about you. But we've got this new lady, and then oh, now he has to like fight his best friend the person who's been with him all this time like his longest relationship it's no lady oh no it's leah frick remembered yeah. his name hey, hey there right? you go all right and now he has to fight him so i just feel so badly because i feel like he's gonna he has no continuity with a relationship you yeah. know from day one i mean gosh you think about it day one we meet him as a boy and he loses his dad who he wasn't even very close to mm-hmm. so i just feel badly for him he doesn't have continuity Does, as he a doesn't friend. have anybody to really lean on right no, now no no and then my great is this upcoming fight with Uhtred and Leofric really? just because um, 
I don't know. I'm excited to see how it works out. I'm really, really excited to see how it works out. These are two amazing warriors. We got to start the episode with them teaming up and doing bad things together. Like, ooh, let's dress up and be Danes. Yeah. And now the end, the repercussions of it. So I just liked how we got to see, like, let's be besties and do bad stuff together. And then, like, <laughs> oh, we got caught. We're going to fight to the death. Yeah. You know? So I just think that it's a really neat book end in a way oh, to this episode which I know you're into bookends. How about that's, you? What's your DVD? That's a Mary and Blake Media Commandment right there. I know. <laughs> Alright, my, my good is I actually have a tie. Uh, first, You're all about the tie. I life. love the tie life because the tie life means that means you can shove more things into yeah, the GBG, which things. is supposed to be a short part of the episode. I know, but I, know. I hear you. <laughs> um, my, my my tie. The first one is uh, Leo Fritch at dinner uh, with between you say Leo Fritch, I say Leo Frick. It's Leo Fritch, I think. Okay, because I think that's what Utrid says, and that's what Alfred says. Okay, so Leo Fritch. Okay, at dinner. Uh, when he is sitting between Uhtred and Mildred. Oh, that, that awkward dinner scene. That is stuff of gold right I'm gonna there. I'm going to go. No, you're not. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, no. You know what? Really I'm going to go. It actually reminded me of reminded me of Breaking Bad. If you remember when Jesse is sitting between Walter and Skyler and he's just drinking the water, like trying to see if like who's going to stop talking because yeah. he's so awkward. Oh, <laughs> nope. Um, but my other good, and this is a more seriously, this is a more serious uh, good, is okay. that. Uhtred, the character, is getting to a point where he is breaking. Um, there are too many things are happening around him. No continuity. And he, I think, you can always say that he's wanted to do the right thing. Right? Like, for the most part, he's wanted to do the right thing. Like he Right wa- for who? For right him. for him. Yeah. But, like, but generally, he doesn't, he wants to please Alfred. He wants to yes. do this. Granted, he racks, racks, acts very rashly, yes. and he is a little bit of a mess. Alf, uh, Uhtred tries. He tries. Uhtred gets the A for effort yes, award. Yes, absolutely. Like, Total mess up all the time. Yeah. Like, he's getting C's in, in his grades. Yeah. But the effort. Oh, but he. A plus. Outstanding effort. Yes. Um, Lots of stickers. So, so many great stickers. The problem, though, is that he is becoming less that now. Like, he is not... He straight up abandons Mildred and his kid. And his this decision... His decision make. Yes. His decision-making is very questionable right now. Okay. Um. I, and that goodness I see in him, that um, that the wanting to do the right thing, good old sticker Uhtred, mm-hmm. is <laughs> is falling apart a little bit. My bad. Um, and this is the thing that really prevents this episode from being a, um, a five or a four nine for me. Uh, it is this: the introduction of Esalt. Esalt is 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 cool, um, and I like it. If we didn't have the whole thing with Mildred. If he didn't already have a wife and baby? Yeah. Uh, okay. And not because he abandons the wife and the baby, because I said that was my good. And yeah, I like which, that because it, it because mm-hmm. it creates a character that is gray. Says and, the man that'd be upset that I wouldn't sleep in the barn with the lizards. <laughs> but the problem with introducing Esalt the way that it happened is you can just tell that this whole, oh, we're going to go out and be Danes and... Uh, you know, pillage and do all these things. That was only done because remember, like we said last episode, it came out of nowhere. It was all of a sudden like, hey, we're going to go be Danes out of nowhere. Yes. 
we can tell now that the only reason why they're pillaging and going for silver is because they needed to introduce Isolt into Uhtred's life. You don't think they also needed to introduce Scorpa? Sure. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's definitely a thing. But that, again, I think the primary issue is Isolt. So you're saying it just kind of came on really quick, really fast, with no payoff aside from Isolt. Yeah, and, the, and, and yeah exactly. And then Isolt comes by, and yet, granted, they get some silver, and, and granted, he does get to pay off the debt by the end of the episode. But now he has the a whole issue where he has to fight Leofric, and he's really betrayed Alfred. And Right, but what I'm saying is, I wish they introduced Isolt earlier, so that way we can get some kind of backstory we can get some kind of actual story between the two other than Uhtred falling for the girl that has pretty eyes like if you had just heard oh there's a Briton who actually does have this like sorceress queen which is kind of weird and against how we feel like you just yes. wish it was kind of like sprinkled earlier on like a lot of Christians you know are are straight edge but then you know there's a few like that guy yeah Peridor, King Peridor, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's my bad. I just feel like I like Isolde. Okay. I like the way, where they're going with it, but it, you can just tell that the plot was moving the characters, and I don't like that. Okay, and how about your great? But my great, I got to tie again. Oh my gosh. I got to tie again. This I'll is why this, this episode was so high on your scale, because yes. you had two goods and two greats. Correct, okay. but I'll make it quick. First, okay. Isolde's outfits. Oh, hello. Oh, the purple Stitch and then the Stitch fix me that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Stitch Fix curator. Can you please basically like base my next Stitch Fix yeah. on Esol? Can you please just watch The Last Kingdom? Yeah. <laughs> even you know, even the men's outfits. I'd like a Bermuda short outfit that kind of <laughs> mimics that. <laughs> Bermuda short. I mean, outfit. I, it's summer. I can't wear all those layers. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Uh, so Esalt's outfits, I, and I don't even know where she keeps them. I don't know. What, I, I, yeah, she didn't have any bags on the horse. Yeah, like she bippity boppity booted. She's she a sorceress. Just, she just twiddled the finger. She and has she got Hermione's her... little bag that yeah. stores everything. <laughs> it's a clutch. You're a wizard, Harry. Oh, so. because yeah, she has so many costume changes. I was thinking the same thing. At least with like Uhtred, he wears that big like furry, basically fur blanket. Yeah. And like you think maybe he's just like the person on the plane who doesn't want to have to have the check luggage yeah, and wears absolutely. all the layers. Everything. Bathing suit on the bottom. Yep. You know, undies on top of that. Yep. Let's add on some shorts. Put the pants over it. Got my jammies on because they're a little cozy. Add the sweater, jacket, parka, boom. Now I don't need to check my luggage. I mean, you're going to have heat stroke by the end of it, but you'll be good. <laughs> the person next to you is going to be like, why does this person continually just undress? I'm not saying this because this is something that I do. I no. May do, I may do versions of it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I don't need to wear a sweatshirt and a jacket, yeah. but if it says you for checking a bag, I'm doing it. Oh, I'm doing man. it. Uh, but yes. But my uh, my uh, the next one obviously is the uh, is the end is the the announcement that there's going to be a fight to the Grand death. Grand battle. Yes. Uh, and I really like that because obviously we've invested. I have invested in this relationship between Uhtred and Leofrich. And not only that, it is this thing that keeps popping up, which is God is in control. God will decide who wins this fight. God will decide if there is a something that happens to prevent the fight. Listen, he has not saved a single person who's claimed that so far in this series. Exactly. My point, Watch Marvin. Out. What I'm saying is, 
Again, the show is not making a choice as to what is better. It's not It's not telling you that the Saxons are better or the Danes are better. Okay. It's not telling you that, yes, God is right and the pagan way is wrong. It's showing you that these people are putting all this faith in God, but it isn't working out. <laughs> it isn't lot. working out in the way that they expect right, it to. Right, right, right. You know, that's that's the thing. And so, so the fact that they're putting this the fate between these two warriors, Alfred's probably best two warriors. They're putting this into the hands of God. What a waste, um, Alfred. Yeah, I. It's 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 frustrating, but I like the fact that they have pitted these two people that are friends that I think I know I care about as characters. I'm I'm pretty sure you care about as characters. Yeah. Um. Against each other. Yes. And I'm, I look forward. I, as soon as the, it ended, I want to just keep hitting play. Yes. And I was, yes, I got to see what happens, but obviously we can't. So we got to, we got to keep the integrity of the podcast together. Yes. So, so that is that. Marvin, where do you, where else do you want to talk about? What else sticks with you as it relates to this episode? Um, okay. So we got the whole, I brought in, let's, let's start in the beginning okay. with all the faux Danes. Faux Danes, yes. Okay. Faux Danes, drawn all over themselves the soot, doing all crazy things, yep. gonna go be bad. Uh, it, it just kind of made me think, so obviously, like, I'm a professional nerd. I'm a professional podcaster who talks about television and book series. Hello. I wasn't, yep. like, the cool girl in school. And it makes <laughs> me think back to, like, the days when you'd be like, we're gonna be naughty, and we're gonna go, like, dress up in, in pleather, and, like, go to a club. <laughs> Like drink a little bit, do a little crazy stuff. You know, like I was not a big time party girl. This is a very rare thing. I was the RA orientation leader, like very, (laughs) you know, well behaved. But then you'd have those nights where you were like, all right, it's someone's birthday. We get to be wild, you know, and you might like crimp your hair and, you know, show a little bit of the tatas a little bit. And it was dress up. Yes. It was dress up and you kind of get to be eccentric or be a little outside the norm um you know this is often how people act when it's like bachelor or bachelorette parties you know and they just get to be a little wild so i feel like this is how a lot of these people who just kind of followed leah fritch there you go leah fritch and and utrid where it's just like yeah i'm down i'm down to make money and play you know ethelwald was all about the pleather life first off in his hobbit robe like (laughs) His cape. <laughs> Who did you think it was when we see this blue character? I actually thought it was Mildred at first. I thought it was Ragnar again. Oh yeah, that would have been enough. That, that would have been just good. a peeper in a cape, you know, yeah, just hanging yeah. on out. And it was so obvious. Like it took Leofrich a long time to call out the person in the blue cape. Right. Because that guy was riding for a while. It wasn't like he was wearing black. Okay, so you knew he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, he wasn't wearing black leather. Okay, no, if, if they're not wearing black leather, they get the bad guy free pass. <laughs> but he was just right there. So, you know, it's it was funny because we've already had this. We had this with Ragnar before where we as the viewer got to be behind the hooded person. Like, dun, dun, dun. They're yeah. being watched. But this wasn't even like far behind. And then when they're riding off on their horses, yeah. you know, still there. <laughs> kind of remind me of just like the little kid you know when all the neighborhood kids are out playing and they're all older eight nine ten years old and yeah. then you've got the little five-year-old pulling around their teddy bear wait for me guys like right, right. that's what it kind of seemed like it was so. like the sandlot we just watched the sandlot yes. with our kids yes and smalls is back there and he sneaks into the into the baseball yes. diamond and he's like in right field patting his glove not having a single clue exactly yeah. ethelwald is smalls in <laughs> in this series <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> I don't know some some woman named Baby Baby Ruth, uh, <laughs> but Ethelwald, you uh-huh. know, 
actually follows through, which shocked me. Shocked uh, me. I loved that's when debatable. Uhtred said, you go. You go talk to those Danes. That's true. Or, oh, they didn't even know there were Danes at first, yeah, right? Yeah, you go find out. Go find out who this is, yeah, why, the why they're coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's Ethel. <laughs> they're Danes! They're real Danes! <laughs> Oh, but uh, I, you know, I, I do want to call out how Leofrich, when he discovered, you know, that person, he finally, finally, and, and sees that it's Ethelwald, has no problem just being like, "Gotta kill him." Don't care if he's in, in the part of the royal family. We'll drag him into Cornwall if we have to. Mm-hmm. But this guy's gotta die. Yeah, uh, I really like that because it shows you that yes, Leofrich is loyal, he but he's in. loyal to a point. Yes, um, which I think does not portend well. For hmm. Otta, young oh, Otta the Younger, yes. it, should should there be an issue, an issue where these two don't fight, or maybe the king calls it off because he realizes he's being a, he's being stupid. Yeah, um, wasting my two good yeah, warriors. This to, probably does not portend well for Otta the Younger if he is to do something against Uhtred. Um I can see that happening, uh, though. I, I do have to ask you, Mary. Hmm. Is Ethelwald the one who comes and rats everybody out? Do you think, or is it is it no? A, is it, was, it Aster the priest? I it was Aster the priest. Didn't okay. Ethelwald say, "Why don't these two fight?" Wasn't he the one that suggested? No, you know, no, he's the one who confirmed it. He was like, "Yes, these two should fight." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt good with Ethelwald in this episode. You did? I felt very good with him. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. I Aster, I'm I don't blame him. Okay. I do not blame him. He's he's yeah. cool in my books. He's cool on the same level as Father Bianca right now. Oh, I don't not know that. Not that I love him. I don't know that. Not that I lo- No, but I'm just saying, like, he's just- Because the dude straight I up mean, lies. No, he didn't. He straight up lies. He says that- He, he just said was that Uhtred was job. at Kernwit. Oh, well, he probably was like, the Danes were there. Of course he was there. Yeah, do you think- uh, Actually, that's a good question. Do you think that was purposeful? No. Or do you think it was like- I think He's just he trying just to do assumed. his job. Because you know what assumed. happens when you assume. You know what happens. Well, listen. <laughs> I think he assumed, and I think he's just trying to do his job. I think Aster has got some... Beef with Uhtred? He's got beef now. Well, of course he does. <laughs> he killed all of his friends. At his home. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I would, I'm okay with Aster. Good for you. I would do the same thing. I would tattle... Maybe embellish. I saw him with these people, and those same people are doing this bad thing. Hey, one plus one equals two. Yeah, sure. I, you know, it walks like a duck, tucks like a duck. Just... There's really not many people that I have a problem with in this episode. Like I understand why well, they well, did what, what they did. Like what about Alfred saying you're gonna fight to the death? Like that. And, he, but and he's Leo claiming Frick that brought it up. But but he's also claiming that the punish the punishment is death no matter what. Yeah. Is that smart? Yeah, you guys set an example. What he did was really naughty. It was really naughty. Like, yeah. Not okay. <laughs> you just went and slaughtered all these Christians and I didn't even ask you to. That's a good point. And you went just to like go steal stuff. And that's where I think I get uncomfortable with the whole decision making process, at least in terms of the writing I'm not itself. And it's right. No, no, no. Just like the writing. It like it just feels like they made them do this because they needed these things. Well, to so happen. his wife is just in his ear the whole time. Psst, 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 I hate Uhtred. Yeah, Kill him. Ailswith is ways. not great. No. Dude, she 
Not great, Bob. I am out on Aylesworth. She needs a vacation. She... Maybe she's just too uptight. She's got all those kids running around. She needs a minute with she's... Mary. Oh, hey, you know, just a little <laughs> spa day. A little yeah. spa day. Um, yeah, no. So, I'm, I mean, I... This episode, this is where I'm getting at the way I don't really understand the length of time. And maybe if I just look at a map, I can understand how far apart things are, how long that would take on horseback. Yeah. But, you know, we go from making this plan, eating dinner with with Mildred. Yeah. Right. And um, having that really awkward dinner and then going and breaking into what did they say? Five five days. Yeah. They five said, different towns. I thought they tried. They said they've been. They were doing it for, oh, five, days, for five days. Okay, and they had nothing. Um, and then they go and they. Everything happens with uh, blood mouth guy. Scorpa. Scorpa. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm worried about Scorpa. Yeah, Scorpa is bad news. Scorpa is bad news. And you know the a great thing about the direction of the battle isn't necessarily that you could tell where you were at all times because it it was certainly shot you know, handheld right in your face. You were in it. Mm -hmm. But something that I noticed that was really cool was the battle was shot in a way that everybody was, it was straight on. Like you were looking at it straight on eye level, but you were in it, you were in it. But each time they showed Leah Fritch and Uhtred, it was an upshot. So these glorified heroes, right? Even though they're doing something wrong, you're still looking at them in a in a heroic manner, you're mm-hmm. still looking at them with the with the with the hero shot. Way to go, guys! Keep killing these like, people. And I thought that was an excellent excellent take on how to portray Leo Fritsch and Uhtred, even though they just betrayed King Peridur, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna kill all these dudes." You're still looking at them in a heroic manner. And there's another great thing that happens throughout uh, this episode too, in terms of the visual language. Each of the main transitions of the episode. It is shot from like a crane shot or a um, a drone shot looking directly down. Okay. Now, this show has been known to do these direct down shots, mm-hmm. but this felt very purposeful. There were four main overhead shots, which oh was... Gosh. I love that you like kept track of this because I just watch. It's so good because you teach me and I know that a lot of podcast listeners have said this, that you kind of like help people realize things they didn't notice in the episode. I just watch it and I'm like, ew, blood, (laughs) bad guy, good guy. That's what I'm here for. I'm a dork. You know, you know, here we go. (laughs) That's me. I'll take it. Okay. So tell me about these four shots. Uh, The four main shots and they're all transitional shots. The first one is once, uh, once when uh, Uhtred is leaving his home, he's leaving, uh, uh, his he's leaving Mildreth and he's leaving everybody. Mm-hmm. The next one is once again when they raid the Britons. It, it's another transition into raiding Cornwallum. Okay. Uh, there is an overhead shot right before the battle as the two are meeting, mm-hmm. and then the transitions to the battle and when the split yes. happens and they start turning around against King Peridor, there's another overhead shot. Mm-hmm. These shots are all transitional. They're all meant to show you um, not necessarily that they have the blessing of God or they have th- that they are looking that they have the uh, they're being denounced by God, but it's coming from a God's eye view. It's mm. showing you that uh, there's a greater story at play, okay. And the wor- the, the st- there's a much larger story that's about to happen, and you're transitioning into that larger story with these overhead shots. And I just I find them so artful and they're so purposeful. I just had to call them out because I really appreciated it. 
So that's my thought it. on this. Um, so can we do? Can we talk? What do you think Scarpa says to what's her name again? The sorceress lady. Oh, oh, uh, Isolt. Okay, it's gonna take me a little while to that's get all a, these. That's names. a great question. He like puts his axe to her. And yeah, he's like, right up against I'm her throat. Whisper things to you. And remember, um, story whispered to Brita. Yes, so now that's we have right. two of these like whispers and it's killing me because of course we only know what Uhtred knows. Right. And that's a good thing. Like, oh, I mean, at least in terms of the storytelling. But story this telling. doesn't keep Uhtred up at night. You know, he asks her and he's like, she's like, whatever. Well, I'll man. tell you when you need later. to know. I got serious Matrix vibes from that. Like, you know, when, when they go to the, the Oracle and, and and she says to Neo what she says. and I think he just said, you just picked him because he has better teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gotten that teeth whitener, shouldn't I have? <laughs> Damn you, Arm and Hammer! Yes. Um, yeah, that's an interesting thing, what he says to her. It. Let me ask you this. What do you think about the introduction of this magic and sorcery? Like... It's it's no much it's not much more than what story does I suppose in terms mm-hmm. of sorcery in quotations, but this one, this type of sorcery with Isolt feels a lot more intentional. It feels a lot more. It feels real. like it actually works. Yeah, it feels more real. Like when she, I got I got to tell you, like when she walked up to Uhtred, I I, I and I know she you're my was wife. Hot. It was it was. Kind of sexy. She didn't look as hot after that. No. When, when she was like up close and he was like, this is my other queen. And she was like, but it was Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed My Dragon. Absolutely. Like coming down. Why don't you do yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. Like you know, get out of here. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's. She was Jessica Rabbit. She was 100% Jessica Rabbit. Absolutely. And then she's just like, don't worry, guys. I know where there's a bunch more silver. I got this. <laughs> but yeah, when she strokes his scar. Yep. Wasn't thinking about Mildred at that moment. Do you feel? No, he was not. No, absolutely not. No. But do you like this introduction of this sorcery that feels intentional? Yeah. How come? I love magic. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I love. I I love magic. Yeah. Uh, you know what that means. You know what that means. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. You're welcome. Absolutely. Um, do you feel bad for Mildred? <sighs> you know, if I wrote this show, Mildred <clears throat> would have an awesome happy ending. She'd go over to Otter, and he'd just be her rebound for a little bit. But then, you know, she'd get the official divorce from Uhtred, and then she'd go on Bumble, and she would find, like, the hottest, hunkiest, like, Nonprofit working man who just loves people and wants to plow her all day mm-hmm. better than barley, and they live happily ever after. And you're like, I don't feel bad for Mildred because she, you know, she did end up getting a good life. I don't think she's gonna have a good life. Oh, not with young Otta because no. that's who she's throwing her cards in with, and that that feels icky. Well, old Otter is still alive, still alive right? technically. Yes, so maybe he can. I mean, she's just going to her godfather's house. It's the only family that she knows. She's now got land paid off. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, see, if it was 2021, she could sell her land and say, I'm going to start anew. I'm going to like take off and go to Hawaii, become an entrepreneur with my baby. I don't need no man. (laughs) I'm going to figure this out because I'm a hardworking woman. I've run this farm by myself anyway. I can do this. And she would go get a lot of SPF and, and, you know. She's got to get at least 100. 
at least a hundred. With that fair skin? Oh man, even then. And wear a hat yeah, you're gonna have all to, like, that time. <laughs> the big floppy hat. I mean, maybe she should go to like Maine. <laughs> Be a blueberry farmer instead. But nonetheless, if I wrote it, she would get a new start. Get a new start. Blueberry. <laughs> That's a thing, man. That's a thing. And they got good blueberries there in Maine. My Maine friends, you know. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to Mildred. Do I think she's going to die? Maybe not. Maybe. But he's moved on. Oh, man. Because she already does make the best blueberry muffins in all of Wessex. We already talked about that. Obvious. So she's got a natural inclination for blueberry She's like, what do I do well? Make muffins. (laughs) So, but here's what's interesting. You know, Uhtred was an orphan, and now he's essentially making his son. Yeah. Not an orphan, but he's leaving. He's abandoning him. Yeah, he's abandoning his kid, and I love that that symmetry. I mean, I don't love the symmetry, but sure. No, well, I I, I, (laughs) I feel bad. I guess when I... Listen, I love villains. I'm a huge fan of villains. I and, 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 uh, antagonists. I think they are what drive story. Um, not story the character, but story story mm-hmm. isn't story. Because uh, protagonists are great, but generally protagonists are yay, like Harry Potter, yay we, you know, yeah. or Neo, yay we. But villains and antagonists are the one that pushes the the protagonist to make the choices, make the decisions, mm-hmm. make the things that they wouldn't normally do. Take advantage of the protagonist's strengths yes. and make them weaknesses. These are all great things. That is what drives story. That is what drives drama. An interesting thing, though, in this show is that this show takes Uhtred, who is its protagonist, without a doubt. Because we're consistently in his POV and you they they want you to love him. What the show is doing is that they are they are not softening his edges. They are not making him a character that's just one hundred percent likable. He is doing things that are that are generally pretty awful, and he's not blinking while doing it. And that's why it's part of my good, because this character is doing things that you have to decide he's doing as it a to viewer. Survive. Like it was just so different back then, right? right. You know, he just like kill, kill, kill every episode, and yet doesn't oh, doesn't ever blink an eye, no matter if it was the guy who was stealing his lumber and plowing the lady like she was barley, better than barley, or if it's just like one of this king's random guys, and he's like, cool, I'll hang with the Danes for a little bit. He kills all the time with yes. with what seems to be no regret. But I agree with you. We're still because we're in his point of view and we are rooting for him all the time, even when he makes missteps. Yeah. Hopefully, I think you know the other cool thing is we get to be with him as he grows and as he ages and as he gets more wise. Right. So. It is uh, an interesting story to watch. Being our age, particularly, I mean, look back like when we were in our young twenties, our early, you know, our late te- teens, and everything. Think about how many missteps we took. Absolutely. That if we had to watch ourselves back in a television show, we'd be like, "Oh my gosh, please don't do that! What please are we don't doing? do that! Please don't, don't do, do that. that!" Like, you know, you work out of selfishness for so long. Yes. And you'd you'd think that once he had his own family, once he had his own wife, his own kid, he would start thinking differently. Or if he really did care about Alfred, he would start thinking differently. No, he he's he's selfish, but like so is pretty much everybody at that age. Right, right, right. So it it will be interesting. Um I just I I like that there we got this bug in our studio, it's driving me bananas. Pew. Get, get out of here! It's like flying, buzzing around my chopsticks. freaking head. What are we doing? Where's Where's Danny? Where's uh, Dan, uh Daniel Son? Daniel Son. I got you. Um, 
Uh, that bug threw me all off. It's okay. Oh, so, oh, so we're going to end things off, Hold though. On. Oh. Oh, I, well, uh, oh, another thing that I wanted to point out, too. The church. The church in this episode. Remember how we talked about God? God's going to decide. They're putting all this faith in the church and whatever. Bishop Aylwald is the guy, the, the money counter. At the, the guy that gets the big silver, yeah, gets the big silver cross. cross. This guy's got no problem. Oh. Forgiven debts. No. He's got no problem making sure that Oswald's uh, family doesn't get the wear guild, like, you know, the money for his death. I, All about the money. It just, again, it just shows you how interesting this is between the church and England, how both of these things are, are rising to power. And the. The moral implications, uh, you know, whether it is taking bribes or it is making sure that Mildred's land, if it gets confiscated, don't worry, honey. Don't worry. You want to know why? Because it's, it's, it's going to the church. Don't Yay. worry. Or or even things that you would think are moral, moral choices. Mildred getting her baby baptized. Mm-hmm. Is that something? Is that something that she did that is wrong or is that correct? What would you say, Mary? Don't ask me. I mean, her husband said he does not want it to happen. Yeah, but like her husband's brand new to her and her entire life she's grown up with this faith, her whole family. It's all she knows. And it's very, 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 very important to Mildred. What's more important? The, the, the faith. husband or oh, the faith? faith. Faith, 100% to Mildred. See, I think I really disagree with that. And that's why- No, 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 I'm saying to oh, Mildred. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 okay. Um, no, no, I, I know what you mean. I, Sorry. I, and that's where I disagree with Mildred because- it should be, and the I would opposite. say the same for Uhtred. Uhtred puts himself and his selfishness and his quest for glory and power above his family. Yep, fair enough. So fair enough. Uh, brute. Ethelwald asking Uhtred if uh, he did good, did a good job in the battle, Aww. and was I as was I a good warrior? That's the, like Smalls once again from the Sandlot. <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. You did it by accident. You you caught the you caught the ball because Benny the Jet hit it into your glove. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Um, but uh, Uhtred's response was brilliant. You're as much a warrior as you are a king. And I love what that means mm-hmm. because he, Ethelwald, truly believes that he should be king. Yes. And he smiles as if Uhtred is actually giving him a compliment. But we all know that Uhtred ain't. No. Like this, this great double meaning. Yes. Um, also, I wanted to call out, too, that uh, King Peridor, um, and there's there's a little bit of a um, connection here between two of our fandoms. King Peridor was in Harry Potter. He was in the Wizangamot uh, when he uh, Harry was facing trial for doing uh, for producing the Patronus charm. He was actually sitting next Order to of the Phoenix. He was sitting next to the lady that was defending. Harry Potter, okay. the the witch that was yes, defending yes. Harry Potter. He was sitting next to her. Okay. So, uh, by the way, you're a wizard, Harry. Here and you go. also, also, uh, <laughs> no. uh, he, yeah, <laughs> That's the worst. Um, also, he was in Chernobyl. 
uh, he was the lead tech, the guy that uh, was telling everybody, "Don't worry about it. I got okay. this under control." Blah, blah. He was like, he was like kind of like the bad guy. I really didn't focus on his, on his face. I was more worried about things blowing up. I know, I know. But there's but yes. also a serious Harry Potter connection here too, because at the end when. Leah Fritz shows up and says, I'm telling the truth. In Uhtred, we did this and we did that. And they're holding what's called a Witten. Now, a Witten is... Uh, it's what's uh, it's a council of the Anglo-Saxon kings in like a in, jury. Yes, in and of England, it is its its essential duty was to advise the king on all matters on which he chose to ask its opinion. That's a cool job. It attested his grants of land to churches or laymen, cons- consented to his issue of new laws or new statements of ancient custom, and helped him deal with rebels and persons suspected of disaffection. Oh dear! And its composition and time of meeting were determined by the king's pleasure. Why do I bring up the Witten? I mean, than I didn't fact, know what it was, so there's that. Other than the fact that it just helps to uh, decide Uhtred's fate, mm-hmm. it's because it's also known as a Wittengamot, which is inspiration hey. for the Wizengamot. Hey, so, look at those. Oh my gosh. You're a wizard, Harry. Crossover so, references. It's like we podcast about Harry Potter or I, something. You would think that we do. By the way, go to MarianBlake.com. Check out the Potterverse. Uh, anything else that you got for that this episode? That is it, this, my love. You know, this show continues to surprise me. First, Ubba's death. Ubba's death where. was a... a Huge surprise. Wear boots, friends. I thought Wear that guy. Boots. I thought that guy was going to be the main bad guy all the way through season one, maybe even season two. Nope. But they all they he did was spit. Killed him off. <laughs> so much spit. Uh, killed him off by season by episode five, which is incredible. Um, and now this whole fight to the death thing with Uhtred and uh, Leah Fritch. Fritch. Uh, good job. Good job. Got you. Uh, very surprising. I did not expect this to happen. So I'm I'm happy about that. Marvin, do you have a Destined to Be Theory of the Week? We're going to see Scorpa again. Well, hold on. I'm going to play the music. Oh. Okay. We're going to see Scorpa again. That, Marvin. Listen. That brush is, your teeth. That That is an ice brush cold. your teeth. Ice cold <laughs> ta- take. It, it, you you might as well be in the ant in the. I Arctic. brought some really good ones last time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did you get that out of the freezer? Did it even have time to thaw? No. That is woof, woof. That is so cold. It gives me goosebumps. Uh, how about you? All right. I got. I got Mr. a good brilliant. One. I got a good one. This okay. this is scorching hot. You know what? In 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 uh, <laughs> in uh, in favor of. Uh, King Peridor for being in Chernobyl. This is a Chernobyl take, okay? Yeah. Isolt says, from now to the very end. Ooh. Isolt is not long for Uhtred. Ain't gonna happen. Oh, dear. And if it doesn't happen by the end of this season, it happens the beginning of next season. Because Uhtred, while we all think that you know, he deserves a pagan wife or he is better off with a pagan wife. No. As he says himself, like he says that Mildred is a great person, but she believes in her God and I don't. And that's hard. I don't think he needs anybody right now. I, You know, but like Sometimes- if, but I want him to be happy. Like I want him to have somebody that has his back. And Isolt to me does have his back. She understands him. Just she gets get him. But it feels like the show wants you to invest more in that relationship than what they did for Mildred. Regardless. Okay. Uhtred has to pay. He has to pay for he that stole choice. Her. He stole her. Killed everybody. And abandoned his wife, abandoned his child. What happened to the pimple queen? Yeah, who knows? She's just off <laughs> selling, uh, you know, 
uh, her knitwear or something. Yeah, like she she left. <laughs> um, she went on a shopping spree with all the other silver that she was hoarding. <laughs> narratively, there there has to be payback. Narratively, there has to be a choice, and that choice is that Isolt is going to die. And I think That's Isolt okay. probably dies in Uhtred's arms or something. Oh, that'd be sad. That's what pushes him forward. And I here's another here's the Chernobyl Bring part. It. Bring okay. It. It's Scorpa that kills her. Hey, see, I was right. Yeah, not really. I know. It's not. Nothing's confirmed, but nice. Scorpa kills her, and it has okay. to. And that has to deal with what he whispered to her. I'll get you. And that's why time. she says to Uhtred, "I'll tell you when you need to know." Okay. And uh, and it's because he doesn't get to claim her like he did the rest of the gold, uh, the, okay. the silver, and everything. Uh, so Isolt dies by the end of this season or the beginning of next season, and that's what propels Interesting season Interesting theory, two. Blake. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anything else you want to talk about? No. That's it. Let's close it out. tuning into this episode of The Last Kingdom with Marion Blake. Of course, your feedback is always more than welcome. You can actually reach out to us on Facebook in our exclusive community. Just search Marion Blake and request to join the group. Let us know what podcast le- led you there. We cover all sorts of fun topics there. It's a great community. You can also join at jointhenerdclan.com for, as I said, for as little as $2 a month. It really makes a huge, huge impact. It, running it a media company it like this. It makes this possible. Yes, running a media company like this is, is a huge endeavor and as you know, most of our podcasts are free and available just to the general public. Mm-hmm. So if we keep you company, if we've brought you some joy, particularly in this last year and a half during the pandemic, if we've kept you company, please feel free to make a difference um, and, and join the nerdclan.com. And of course, yeah, of course, there are plenty of other aspects at jointhenerdclan.com that are there, whether it is special podcasts, uh, our knee-jerk reactions, or our um, book clubs, yeah. free swag. I mean, you get tons we of like great to stuff. Spoil you. So uh, it, that that is the and, and early access to our podcasts uh, you get a lot of great perks for becoming a member over there so if you're well. already a member thank you from yes, the bottom you. of our hearts thank you thank you thank you and on that note ladies and gents my name is Mary Larson my name is Blake and I would sleep in goats and pigs for Mary so sweet so sweet <laughs> I'd rent a hotel um, <laughs> destiny is all When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.